0: Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time, I'm your host Chris, Uh, with me this week I've got Nathan, how are you?
1: Very well mate, how are you?
0: Grand, thank you very much. Uh, And um, I think this is his first appearance of the season, he's back fit after um, being injured in sort of August, September and October, just in time for the podcast transfer window, it's Jared. Thank you for having me. Is this your first one of the season?
2: Yeah, it probably looks bad because I haven't been back since Germany got knocked out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just been in trauma sort of therapy ever since
2: yeah maybe it's just didn't want to bring any bad luck
0: <laughs> uh so yeah yeah you've been moving on to bigger and better things with doormat fc haven't you
2: yeah yeah do- doormat fc now um door handle fc
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so we're going to start with um uh, I was going to say, I'm Champions League, but, uh, you know, <laughs> continue this German thing. Don't, don't, don't take me back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Champions League, um, a little bit about the Europa League, uh, because it's very funny watching Jürgen Klopp trying to do a press conference with all that noise going on behind him. Uh, bits of bobs of news, and then we're on to uh, Premier League preview for this weekend. So, um, starting Tuesday in Group G, Manchester United 3, Young Boys nil. um two goals for early harden that's 39 now in 34 champions league games and um one for Phil foden i've written second wow and i can't remember it well he thumped it from the edge of the area didn't he
2: yeah, yeah. i think yeah that, that was quite i think that was just a very harland goal that now you're so used to it but it's actually an incredible goal by like anyone else
0: does he I don't know if I'm missing Rembrandt, but I don't remember him scoring many goals from outside the area, or the very edge of the area. Am I wrong in that? Um, uh,
2: I, oh, no, you go, Nathan. I
1: was, I was going to say, I, I can't say that I've been taking much notice, but now that you mention it, I can't, I can't think of too many like, worldies. No. But by the same token, they He's just that freakish
2: that anything that he does looks like
0: it's a worldy, doesn't it? Jared, would you say he's a tapping merchant?
2: I uh, was speaking to someone the other <laughs> day, who said they watched all their all his goals so far. And he said, I didn't think I saw one outside the box, so you're probably right.
0: <laughs> he's overrated.
2: Yeah, he's just... <laughs> he, he thought he'd only do it in the Champions League, maybe, the long shots.
0: Yeah. I remember my Owen scored a goal from outside the area once, and he said he couldn't even re- remember if he could kick it that far, so he probably thumped it though i can't remember if he's left or right footed, but this was a a left foot shot wasn't it um so um city into the uh last 16 knockouts for the 11th successive year um shout out to all the uh young boys fans who gave jack Grealish a piece of their mind there's a brilliant photo doing the rounds on twitter with that uh, but also had to watch their team with zero shots and corners and only 29 percent possession i mean jared do you think if manchester City hadn't picked edison they still would have won that game given that step
2: i mean i think you could have put carl walker in goal or something
0: well he has got champions league clean sheet isn't
2: he yeah i did think he's probably got the most experience out of all the outfield players in goal
0: so yeah i mean did they need a goalkeeper
2: i mean I, i i sometimes think that but then wouldn't they just shoot from anywhere so
0: well i guess so yeah Um, A half-time two players wanted Erling Haaland's shirts, including the young boys captain that's not a good look is it Nathan I imagine if you're a proper football fan you're um, not wanting to see that
1: it's not the best is it I mean we're talking it's not like it's like an FA Cup game and it's a non-league team that have rocked up at the Etihad do you know what I mean in which case I kind of get it because they'd probably end up selling it so that they could pay the mortgage for that month do you know what I mean Mm. but yeah, you're in the Champions League it's the elite level of club football you don't need to be doing things like that if, you go, if you're going to do it I would strongly recommend doing it in the changing rooms where it's not it's not seen or heard about do
0: you remember a long time ago um, Messi swapped shirts possibly a half time or full time I can't remember with two players and uh, with with a player, and the player he sort of shirts with ended up having a fight with his teammate on the pitch about it, and the manager made them donate it to charity the next day.
1: I mean, I don't remember that happening, but that's
0: brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, elsewhere in that group, Red Star, Belgrade 1, RB Leipzig 2, a really, really nice uh, Xavi Simon's goal He's having quite the season for Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, Lewis Appenda, um he also scored. Uh, RB went 2-0 up before a late uh, Henrik's own goal. Um Red Bull Leipzig are now qualify for the next stage as well. Uh, someone I know was at this game. He's a Red Star fan um, and he was at this game and he came home quite unhappy and very wet. <laughs> probably not improved by the fact I said, how did Xavi Simon say that play? And he probably didn't want to talk about that because he scored such a lovely goal. But um, I really like him. He seems a really good player. Um, I know they've only got him on loan, but they've got quite the, quite the transfer there. Um, did anyone watch the highlights on this? I think you guys one of you guys said you did
1: yeah i saw the highlights of this one it it looks very from how i mean obviously i was watching the highlights it looked very end-to-end mm. um i don't know if it was but um it looked like a good game uh yeah could wax lyrical all night about Javi Simons um unbelievable player in the right hands in the right team he could easily be a top 10 ballon d'or contender I, yeah. I, I genuinely think he's that good. Um, he played against Arsenal uh, for PSV uh, in the Europa League. I think it might have been last season or the season before. And he was phenomenal in that game as well. Uh, I think in the return, like, he didn't play. and There was a noticeable difference.
0: Yeah. Um, you think with but, um, him and Zaire Emery at uh, PSG and Mbappe. Uh, That's okay. something...
1: They've got something built there, haven't they already? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, he 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 was phenomenal, and his goal was really really good. Took on a couple of players, and then just it, he he's one of them players who you 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 call classic. You know, he's when he does stuff it just looks class. You know, a bit like I'm not saying he's at this level, but I'm I'm talking about when I say class players like Zidane and Thierry Henry. Do
0: you mean it he looks? That, do you mean it looks elegant?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's about that's a much better way of putting it. Yeah. Very elegant the way he does things, very
0: stylish. Yeah. Um many Xavi Simons at Dortmund FC? not really. I mean he just like
2: you're both saying, he just looks very good. I mean, he's top of the assist in Bundesliga and he can score goals like he did, so he I think he's definitely gonna I don't know whether PSG is the right club for him or whether he's going to have to go somewhere else
0: and sort of make his name as the the star player for them. Yeah. And um, Jared, as a Bundesliga fan, can I say something not intentionally controversial? It probably would be, I haven't got a problem with Red Bull Leipzig. I quite like them.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm the same, but when you go to Germany and you speak to Germans who's like uh, one of the, the big fans and follow their teams quite a lot and, You know, been growing up with this as their main league, then that's where it it sort of starts. I guess it's it's sort of like the debate at the moment with like the Saudi Arabia coming and buying the Premier League clubs. It's Hmm. I think it sort of feels the same as that, where some people are highly polarised by it. Um, I I think that's sort of it's it's along those same sort of ideas. And you saw, I don't know if you saw any of the protests about like the Saudi Arabia club at at Dortmund doing it and that's I I think that's along the same sort of response that they have to Leipzig
0: yeah no you're right there's a really good book I can't remember the name of the guy that wrote it but I have read it and I've got it um, on my bookshelf upstairs but he's written a book all about the whole um Red Bull model to do with not just Leipzig but Salzburg and all their other sort of worldwide affiliates as well. It's quite a good it's quite a good read. Um, so in that group then, uh Manchester City are top on 12 points, then RB Leipzig with nine. Uh they're both through. Uh, both Red Star and Young Boys were on one each. Um in group F, Brussels Dortmund 2, Newcastle, Neil Nouglas, uh Fulkeruk and Julian Brandt um scored the goals there. That was a really nice sort of two on one that uh, uh Dortmund had got a break on there. Um, Joel Linton missed the header from five yards out. Uh, The game was stopped um, as some Dortmund fans threw fake gold bars onto the pitch and unfurled a banner saying, you don't care about the sport, all you care about is money. And I couldn't figure out whether that was directed towards UEFA or the Newcastle fans, given their ownership. But I think it's directed towards UEFA, given the fact that the Champions League format is going to change for next year. Um, Dortmund, who... A couple of uh, rounds ago after the first round uh, second round of games were only on one point and now top on seven points having um taken six points in the back-to-back games against newcastle uh newcastle bottom of this group nathan that's a bit of a worry and a bit of a worry for how they played in midweek as well
1: um they don't they don't seem to be taken to europe very well do they no um although in fairness when the group came out i think everyone went wow that's harsh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was um, excitement in terms of away trips and you know going to some iconic grounds and some iconic teams. But yeah, um, what a baptism of fire to be back in the Champions League in that group. So I do have a bit of sympathy because whilst whilst the teams in that group, uh, um, with the exception of PSG, uh, potentially vintage. Um, versions of mm. most of Milan and you know we've seen better Milan and Dortmund teams I'm not saying that they're, they're awful but we've seen better versions of them they are still seasoned pros in the Champions League so I do have a little bit of sympathy um, but by the same token I'm still not quite over the Newcastle Arsenal game so I'm quite enjoying it and
0: <laughs> um... Jared, uh, as a fan of Bayern Munich, do you like to see all the Bundesliga clubs do well, or are you um, chuckling? Are you uh, sort of uh, a bit not that uh, Dortmund are pulling this around this group?
2: I mean, I sort of, to, to be fair, I haven't really had much time to support Bayern. I mean, with now working, it's it's quite difficult to f- even follow clubs. So I've sort of just, I've sort of just become a fan of football now, like. It's sort of... So I just... I don't really mind then I just want to see a good game, a good competition at the moment, and then I just support Germany nationally at the moment, so...
0: You're a lover, not a fighter.
2: Yeah, I think... I think you learn from being in the industry that, you know, there's a lot at stake, so... It's yeah. It's not worth... It's not worth hating someone over.
0: No, that's true. Also in that group, uh, Paris Saint-Germain 2, PSG 1, behind uh, the screen, you ex-Inter... Um, gave PSG the lead at the San Siro uh, for Raphael with quite possibly the worst overhead kicks you'll ever see. And Olivier Giroud scored a goal. Uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma was welcomed back by the uh, Milan fans by having um, money thrown at him, um, given his move on a Bosman from Milan to PSG. This was quite a fun game. Did anyone see this one?
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought this one was... I mean, I was, I was watching it on the goal show, but they were showing it all the time because it was just end to end like mm. especially the start of the game i thought
0: it, it i was, was half tender to just turn over and watch this because i thought it could end like 4 all yeah it's um i only saw the highlights but it did look there was a lot of highlights i was watching and i didn't you know i, I, I was sort of surprised they hadn't had half time um because it seems to be quite the sort of quite the entertaining game uh in that one so Dortmund are top on seven points and PSG on six milan on five newcastle on four uh group h um Cardon yes one Barca nil uh that's somebody who i've written down that i can't read um scored uh but i'll be the first team to qualify for the last 16 Um i was watching the highlights to this and Tostega made a save down at his near post, and someone wrote. And uh, uh, the commentator said, "Classic Tostega stay- save." And it, I'm kind of thinking, is there a classic Tostega save? Am I missing out on something here? Like, you know, the Quaresma had the sort of um, outside of the boot, didn't he? Traveller, that was like his signature move. Is there a signature ma- uh, save I'm missing with Tostega? I I have not seen enough of Tostega to.
1: to have an opinion on that it seems weird why mm. why would why would any goalkeeper have a trademark say but i don't i don't
0: get that no i've got to be honest this is one i was hoping to ask uh emma but she's uh, she's not here so um yeah seems a very very strange one uh porto two royal Antwerp nil goals from evan nielsen and did we see who else scored in this game
1: I, I did see who scored
0: in this game, Mr. Pepe. Yeah, Pepe. So, 40 years old, uh, for 40 years and 254 days, he's the oldest scorer in Champions League history. Who has he beat? Here's a little quiz for
1: you.
0: Uh, no, I'll give you a clue. It was it was against an English team.
2: I'm sorry, Nathan, I'm going to have to, I think, leave this one up to you. Oof.
0: I think the, implica- the, implication, <laughs> the implication here is that you're old, I think, from Ger. Um <laughs> right, I'll, I'll give you a clip. It was for an Italian club. Against Manchester City. Totti.
2: Yes. Totti. Okay. yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Retainer. 38 years and 59 days old. Although, uh, he's not the oldest Champions League player ever. That honour goes to Marco Bellotta, um, who played in goal for Lazio in 2007 when he was 43 years and 252 days old. Um yeah, that's not bad, is it? Uh so it says quiz here. I'm gonna ask you so you've got the two there. Uh let me just get my screen shut up because you two need to get your thinking caps on. Um where am I? Dum 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 dum. Ah, here we go. Right, so the top eight um oldest goal scorers in the Champions League history. Obviously you've got two of them. Anyone want to hazard a guess at the other six? Um, two of them are still playing. Three of them are still playing. Ronaldo. Uh, no, no. Benucci. Benucci, no. I'll give you a clue for the teams. OK, so Manchester United, Milan, Inter, Real Madrid, Inter and Milan um, Manchester United Yeah. Giggs. yes so we've got an Italian playing for AC Milan we've got an Argentine playing for Inter Milan we've got a, a Croatian playing for Real Madrid a Bosnian playing for Inter and a Frenchman playing for Milan Dzeko Dzeko yeah for Inter versus AC Milan yeah in um, earlier on this year
1: Modric,
0: Modric, yeah. You've got uh, three left. You're a Frenchman. I'll give you a clue. Giroud. Yeah, exactly. Olivier yeah, Giroud, so you've got two left. Uh, Italian that played for AC Milan scored in 2010, age 37 years. And you've got uh, an Argentine playing for Inter, scored against Spurs in November 2010, age 37 years as well. There's listeners shouting into their headphones.
1: I know, yeah. Everyone's screaming at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the Italian company. Well, anyone come there. Inzaghi? Which one? Ippo.
0: Yes. <laughs> you got an Argentine playing for Inter. Spent about a trillion years at Inter Milan. Or number four. Oh,
1: uh Zanetti.
0: Yeah, you go. Uh, so... It- there you go. Torture over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so oh, Barca, to <laughs> Barca and Porter both on nine points in that. Chat Dog on the X, six points. Uh, Royal Antwerp on nul uh, point. In Group E, Atleti six. Celtic, nil. So two goals for Griezmann and Morata. Uh, Saul and DS uh, Lino scored. Um, Joe, Hold, uh, Joe Hart jumped into his goal to make a save, which obviously didn't work. Um, did you guys uh, see this?
1: Uh, I saw highlights of this one. Yeah, um, I'm going to give a tiny bit of credit to Joe Hart. Apart from being awful in that moment, it probably could have been 10 or 11 had he not made a couple of decent saves. Oh, okay. Um, to be fair to Celtic, the red card just completely... It was, you know, it was always going to be a tough game, but as soon as they got the, the red card early, yeah, it was just an onslaught. It was literally just wave after wave after wave of athletic attacks. Six six nil was probably lucky in the end it, it wasn't more.
0: No, oh, really? So they've got to thank Joe Hart that it wasn't sort of another three or four on top of that.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. He oh, definitely okay. kept, kept it.
0: six 0 um, oh, I sorry in that group, Lazio one final nil cheery mobile, um and uh so at- Atleti top on eight points and Lazio seven final six and Porto Celtic on one. Uh, on Wednesday, Group A, Copenhagen four, Manchester United three. So Rasmus Holand puts um, Manchester United two nil up. Uh, then um, Copenhagen scored two goals and equalised. Um, Bruno Fernandes of the penalties make it two-three uh, two, and then uh, three, three and then four, three. Uh, and manchester united seemed to think that the game turned on marcus rashford's sending off uh, but manchester united were still 2-0 up i mean uh jared at dormer fc do you do training on 10 versus 11.
2: no no but i think the turning point in this game was probably the goal just before half time was that I, the I penalty you, you, yeah the penalty i think you you trust a team especially of man united's caliber to be able to put up a decent fight with 10 men
0: Hmm.
2: so i don't especially two nil up like i think most teams would take two nil up with 10 men in the 40th minute Like that's that's not a bad uh, bad thing to have but then it's just when you can see two so quick you basically wipe out that two goal advantage which you have and now you're starting with 10 men in 45 minutes
0: yeah what did you guys make of the rushford red card i I think it was. It looked bad. I know you show these things in a slow motion, but he rates his foot down his leg, didn't he? That really was a nasty one.
1: I think intentional or not, he's it, still done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's If it's not a red card, then it's a yellow card, and I do not want to see you even spit on the grass, for the rest <laughs> of the otherwise I'm
0: sending you are. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, um, the penalties, were they quite soft, with the, um, the check for the handballs,
2: yeah, th- got on, Go on yeah, I thought, I thought they, they're the sort of ones, that sometimes are given, sometimes aren't, I think the Maguire one's a bit harder to, to not give, because he sort of, it, he moves the whole ball's, trajectory, yeah, um, the second one, I thought that might be a bit harsh. The one that Man United got, but I think I think it was fair in the end, because a law of averages, they'll probably be given most of the time.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and by minute two, uh, Galatasaray won. Harry Kane with two goals. Galatasaray a goal disallowed for offside at nil-nil. Um, they're not bad. This Galatasaray team, are they, Jared?
2: No, I I thought it was going to be one of those games where where Bayern just don't score and then concede a, concede a goal late on or something. But uh, uh, they did put up more of a fight than I, than I thought they would to Bayern. And I think by, this Bayern defence can really be exposed. So I'm not... I, I think if it wasn't for someone like Kane up front, this could, this game could have been different.
0: Yeah. So who was at the back? Was it Up for Makano? And... Yeah, Saul- Kim-
2: it was Kim weren't it? The, was it the, Yeah Kim Min Kim Min-Jai. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um I'm trying to think back to the classical last weekend. I mean that was a pretty comprehensive performance. So is the buying Defence something you're worried about as a fan?
2: Yeah I think I think it's very similar to the Germany the Germany team where it's just going forward we we seem to have so many chances and just hoping one of them goes in. Mm. and on a, on a good day all of them will go in and you demolish an opponent and then if they don't a defensive line usually gets caught out because although it's a very fast back line upper Meccano, as we saw last year very prone to mistakes mm. um, I don't know whether he the sort of player who could get you to the very top of Europe and I think when you look across the whole of the defence they don't really have that person who's got the experience at the top level for a long time winning these sort of competitions
0: okay uh so buying a top on 12 points then copenhagen four points got a task for four bench he's 93 thanks to that so uh, andre and arna save a couple of weeks ago that's keeping the minute uh group b arcel to sevilla neil um leandra trossard and uh bikaya saka are written really lovely next to saka for the goal but i can't remember it Nathan, So you have to describe it in a second. Um, Arsenal limit severe to one shot in the 96th minute uh, they need one point for the last two games to qualify nothing can go wrong now can it Nathan?
1: well I mean we lost the lens and that's who we're playing next so oh, let's not, <laughs> let's not um, count our chickens just yet
0: okay why have I written lovely next to Saka's goal what I can't remember the Saka goal what happened there? Um, it's, it's a, it, it reminded me the finish reminded me a lot of Thierry
1: Henry and the ball gets sort of swung out to him
0: Yes, um, right, yeah. He,
1: he's inside the box, he he turns his man inside out, cuts back inside, and just sort of that lovely home curl into the bottom corner but with power. Yeah. No
0: I think I watched a sort of replay from behind the goal, I think, which sort of showed how yeah. good it was. That's probably why I wrote lovely. Um, PSV one longs nil Luke Young. So you're top of this group on nine points. You're a whole four points ahead of um, PSV and Long's. You there, aren't you?
1: I mean, I think we've been let off the hook a little bit. I think when we lost against Lens, that kind of blew the group wide open. But then I think in the other game, it was a draw, and no one really took advantage of it. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've uh, I think we've got away with when We lose that game, but when the draw came out, I looked and thought We, you know, got to be top in that, surely.
0: This seemed surely. Qu- it, it seemed quite. I mean, Sevilla made a huge amount of changes because uh, they've got the derby against Betty's coming up this weekend, I imagine. But, <clears> um. What, they obviously can't have offered anything. If they only had one shot in the ninety-sixth minute. It must be weird no, playing a team like that that just don't want to do anything.
1: No, it, it, it was yeah. They, they, honestly, I can't. I can't remember anything significant that they did. Um, Martinelli had his defender on toast all night. Yeah, literally turned him inside out. I think it was. I think it was his. He beat his opponent five times in the first half. Oh really? Just, just rinsed him completely. Yeah. Um, And again, they just offered nothing. You know, Saka had. You know, I feel like Saka struggled a bit in the Premier League because they've been doubling up on him this season.
0: He gets kicked a lot, doesn't he?
1: Oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you can say that about any any kind of winger. You know, Chelsea fans will have said the same thing when Robin was in his pomp. You know, he used to get kicked all over all over England, didn't he? He
0: did. Um, But there's something about Saka. He's. I mean, obviously, he's an incredibly fit athlete. To be at the very top of his game like he is but he seems quite slight It does but
1: he does seem that way but it doesn't seem to affect him that that much yeah um which is a good thing although i do think that we are getting to the point now where we are going to have to start resting um it's obviously starting to take a toll. I think he played something like eighty seven games in a row, so that completely stupid like that. Hell, yeah.
0: That's gonna affect him at the end of his career, isn't it?
1: Exactly, yeah. It's you know, it's great to have him playing so well now, but let's let's have him playing that well long longevity rather than in the moment. Yeah. You know, he, he does need looking after he's only a young lad at the beginning of his career. Um, let's try and, you know sustain that rather than just keep throwing him in the
0: yeah um so I, you said in there didn't you yeah i thought you said in the i was waiting to say another word sorry your uh, <laughs> <laughs> your lancastrian accent screwed me up there i was gonna
1: say it's, my, it's- these, these, these accents, you know, where we've been down coal mines and in factories all
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'll be coming on to that in a minute, actually, so don't hold that thought there. Uh, in Group C, Napoli won, Union Berlin won. Uh, Politano in for final scored Real Madrid 3, Braga nil. Uh, Braga missed a penalty at nil. 0 That goes from Brandon Diaz, Vinny Jr. and Rodrigo. Real Madrid advanced to the knockouts of the 26th consecutive season, so Real Madrid are on 12 points, Napoli 7. Braga 3, Union Berlin trying to get a point with 1. Uh, in Group D, Rail Sociedad 3, Benfica 1 and Red Bull Salzburg 0. Uh, Inter Milan 1. They held up till the 86th 6th minute till Lautaro Martinez got in there quick uh, and scored. So Rail Sociedad and Inter on 10 points. I'll uh, be Salzburg 3, Benfica nil. In the Europa League, West Ham 1, Olympia cost 0. Lucas Paqueta. Uh, so West Ham on top of their group, then Freiburg uh, also on 9, Olympia cost 4. Um, Bacatapola on 1. Um, Toulouse 3, Liverpool 2. So Toulouse went 2-0 up in this and uh, Liverpool pulled a goal back before Toulouse got a third. Um, Diego Jota with an 89th minute goal uh, in the 97th minute. Gerald Kwanzaa thought he'd equalised um, but the goal was disallowed because of a handball by uh, Alexis McAllister in the build-up. Has anyone seen the highlights to this at all? Yeah, I've, I've seen this one. It did seem a handball, didn't it, to be fair?
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I thought... It, it's one of those where it's quite harsh because I think it felt so far before the goal. Yeah. Where it was probably like two moves before it, the goal probably would have stood. But I think it, it probably was a handball based on the fact that he it sort of helped push
0: the ball forward. Yeah, and the, the, the Toulouse players, remember, I mean, didn't they? Because as soon as the goal went in, they were sort of rushing up to the ref and pointing about the handball. So... Um young yeah, in the press conference afterwards who saw that
2: yeah it wasn't
0: was a very smart move to, <laughs> to have the
2: fact what well, it sounded like they were inside the room
0: yeah it's like someone left the door open to the ultras didn't it he was um, trying to talk but the uh, the noise of the toulouse fans were drowning him out and he couldn't continue the press conference have you seen this nathan uh
1: i haven't i've seen it obviously i've seen it going around twitter and Klopp getting a bit upset about it but i've not seen the uh I've not
2: actually
0: seen the the press conference. Yeah. And a nice little touch there with the Toulouse goalkeeper uh, joining in with the uh, Toulouse Ultras afterwards on the microphone. Um, so that was good for them. Nice one for Toulouse. Limpol top on nine points And Toulouse, seven. Union saint four. And Lask on three. Uh, in Group B, IX Neil Brighton, two. Uh, a goal for Ansu Fati there. Um, Marseille are on eight points, then Brighton, seven. AK Athens, four. IX two. And a final in the Conference League uh, for English clubs, uh, aston villa two az Altmar one goals to diego carlos and ollie watkins um so aston villa are second on nine points uh warsaw top also nine points uh must start on three and uh az outmar also on three so um those top two teams look like they're going through nathan we're going to do bits and bobs of leagues uh, but um before we do that, before we get on to the sort of main leagues we talk about, we're going to go through the leagues this weekend. So, it's the uh, Uruguay um, Superclasico as Nacional play Penarol. It's the Chile Superclasico uh, for universities as Universidad Catolica play Universidad de Chile. It's the Mostar derby as uh, Vélez Mostar play um, Zrinski in Bosnia. In the MLS playoffs, it's Seattle versus Dallas and Houston versus Real Salt Lakes. But... Talk of the um, the workhouse and the cobbled streets and the pit today was all about Blackburn versus Preston, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Big game up here.
0: Yeah. Um, I, we're recording on Friday night. I think it's going ahead already, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it kicks off at 8 o'clock, I believe. Preston are 1-0 up. Who's this the bigger game for? Because I thought Blackburn's big rivals were Burnley, weren't they?
1: Yeah, so... It's 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 a weird one. It, it is a local. It's a derby in terms of locale, but the two teams haven't really got that much needle, from my limited understanding. Um, it's just it's just a derby because they're, they're next to each other. But yeah, um, it, the main one for the two teams is for Preston, it's Blackpool, mm. and for Blackburn, it's it's Burnley, definitely
0: yeah okay uh elsewhere in bits and bobs of league so in spain girona are top they are 31 points they won their last four uh two points out of real madrid then barcelona on 27 and atleti on 25 so it's real madrid versus valencia atleti versus Villarreal, um rival versus uh, girona and barcelona versus daniel alaves and uh it's also the um as we mentioned before it's the Seville derby sevilla play Betis. Uh, in Italy, Inter are top on 28 points, two ahead of Juventus, then AC Milan on 22 and Napoli 21. So it's Inter versus Forzaunani, Napoli versus Empoli, Juno versus Cagliari, uh, Lecce versus Milan. And it's the Rome derby, Lazio versus Roma. Though some clever so-and-so decide to schedule that at the same time as Sevilla versus Betis. What do we watch, guys? Uh,
1: I went to Rome this
2: year, so... Rome Derby for
0: me. Yeah, Jared, what, what should I choose out of those two?
2: will um, probably say the same one, the round Derby.
0: Yeah. Although. Went
2: to the football ground. Did you? I did. Or
0: well, for a game?
1: Uh, no, there was no games on, unfortunately. I think it might have been the last week of pre-season.
0: Oh, did you have a tour uh, around?
1: Yeah, went on tour. It was very, very good.
0: That sounds cool. It... it
1: it was in the sense that it was cool, it was not cool, when <laughs> it was about 400 degrees. It wasn't very good for a big like me.
0: No, I can imagine not. <laughs> um, I'll be eating dinner with your grandparents, Jared, at this point in time, so um, do you think they'd mind if I stick one of these sneakily on my lap while I was eating my dinner?
2: I'd record it.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um... <laughs> Okay, in Germany, Bayer Leverkusen top on 28 points, Bayern Munich 26, Stuttgart 21, Dortmund 21, Bayer Leverkusen versus uh, Union Berlin, Bayern versus Heidenheim, Stuttgart versus Dortmund. Uh, Bayer doing very well, aren't they, Jared?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is just what we sort of expect from Bayern. Uh, but it's, to be fair, it sort of feels not that well because they've drawn two. Mm. And usually you expect them to just demolish everyone.
0: Sorry, I'm talking but, about Bayer, not Bayern. Sorry. Oh,
2: Bayer. Yeah, but yeah, this very considering last season their start. I think they're bottom of the table at this point. Okay. Um, to now be like this this season and having this great start, um, it'll be interesting to see whether they can challenge challenge Bayern mm. for for this. But Bayern could really do with winning this title considering they're now already out the cup.
0: Yes, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? Well, or or yeah. f- funny depending on who <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're yeah, it's, um, it, it's the second year now in a row that they've been knocked out of the cup, so really they have to win the the Bundesliga.
0: Okay. Um future Liverpool manager Jabby Alonso, do you think? Um I
2: I think he's probably got a bit more time to see.
0: Mm.
2: It'll be interesting. I think Europe's gonna be the the place where we see whether he can go to Liverpool because that's obviously the main aim for them. So that's yes. where we'll see.
0: Yeah, fair enough. OK, uh, and in France, Nice are on 25 points, PSG 24, Monaco 23 and Ream on 20. Uh, so it's Montpellier versus Nice, Ream versus PSG and Le Havre versus Monaco. Nathan, you started a save on Football Manager. You were telling us pre-record with Leon, who I think are bottom uh, of league. And How are you doing?
1: I am second.
0: Are you? After how many games?
1: Uh, I think I've just got into January.
0: Oh, right, okay. So what are you doing right that Fabio Grosso is doing wrong then?
1: Uh, Probably playing on a computer game instead of real life. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the uh, best answer that I've got
0: fair enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, bits and Bob's news um, Rob Edwards the Luton manager has apologised for the tragedy chanting at Liv- against uh, Liverpool last weekend uh, he said quote unquote a statement has gone out from the club and I want to apologise for it as well um, Caden Story who was the 16 uh, year old Nottingham Forest fan who uh, couldn't complete the last post last week he got a bit emotional and couldn't complete it, it was consoled by Forest and Villa players uh, he was invited to the training ground this week by Steve Cooper um Luis diaz's dad has been released by these kidnappers back in Colombia. the national liberation army uh lived up to their names they set him free uh, and they handed him to a catholic church after 13 days um benfica president rui costa has apologized after benfica fans threw flares into uh the real sociedad fans in the champions league uh, referee anthony taylor had to pause that game i don't know whether you remember this nathan but do you remember the um, I think it was Milan fans at the San Siro that threw the moped um, onto the fans on the tier below. Do you remember that?
1: I do remember that.
0: Yeah, I think they called yeah. it like, the the Holy Moped or something they called it.
1: Some of that were yeah, but it was like I remember seeing it and thinking, right I've got so many questions here, like
0: <laughs> Did they take it <laughs> in was flat to pack? The
1: moped into the <laughs> ground the so start of the time.
0: Did they get it in flat pack and there's someone at the back of the stand while the game was going on assembling <laughs> it? <laughs> and Jared you know all about um, protest don't you? Do, you do you want to do you want to keep quiet on that or do you want to relive your um, protest anecdote from when you were a mascot or ball boy weren't you
2: yeah I was a boy I mean it was uh, Coventry City so I'm one of the ball boys and I should have probably known not to sit right in front of where they're going to protest
0: so who's protesting
2: so, was, so Coventry City are protesting I think we would just got point deductions or had got relegated to League 2 at this point and um uh, unbeknownst to me, there was going to be a protest, and so I'm sat there as a ball boy in front of the fans, and just just as the game's about to kick off, these foam pigs get start getting chucked, Re- like almost, some of them are aimed towards me. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> um, and so these flying foam pigs are coming by. I think someone threw a flare that like, landed right next to me as well. Um, look, so that stopped the game. Clear all of these these foam pigs off, and there was one left, or about a third of the way into the pitch, and I'm um, down the sideline, and someone, and we're always told as a ball boy, never go on the pitch when the game is when the game's on, and if you can help it, never go on the pitch at all. So I'm sat there, I'm like, I'm not going to go get that. It's it's not it's not my place to go get it, and someone comes up to me in in a suit this woman she comes up to me in a suit and goes could you go get that pig when i tell you to run and i was thinking i was looking around is this thinking like is this actually someone who's got some power or is this just someone who's come up to me and just thought i need to get that pig off (laughs) so um, the ball's down the other end and i go she goes go 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 and without thinking i'm just like i'll go get it and it felt as if i was running really slow because i start running Get about halfway in. The ball, I see, I'm looking at the, the pitch, the, the game as it's happening, and the ball goes into the goalkeeper's hands, who's on the other side of the pitch. And I can see a break's about to happen, so a counter is about to happen. I'm halfway towards the pig, and I've got, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do I get the pig and potentially block the game or interrupt the game? Or do I just run straight back and just not get the pig? So I decided not to try and make the news. <laughs> and to to run back and as as I get back to the off the pitch the ball literally goes to where where I was and someone runs over to me and goes what the hell are you doing going on the pitch and I just look to this woman and she's like well I, t- I told him to go on and she, he's just like what what are you doing it's one foam pig for the for this match and I was just like that was one of the moments I was thinking that could have ended really badly me like <laughs> running into one of the players the wrong goal I mean it would have been good because I think it was the opposition on the so
0: did you keep a pig?
2: I have kept a pig yeah
0: cool well that's good I think I remember you, there's a photo of you isn't there on a newspaper where you're sort of walking around picking all these pigs up
2: yeah I mean it is a big moment for me um, <laughs> and Luckily, luckily it could have been different it could have been Ball boy stops the game and gets kicked out of the stadium or something.
0: Yeah, could have been. He could have been as famous as the ball boy that Eden Hazard kicked.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So move on to the Premier League this weekend. So um, Saturday, twelve thirty is uh, Wolves versus Spurs and the Dean Richards Derby. Uh, Pedro Neto is injured still. Romero and uh, Udogi are suspended after getting sent off against Chelsea. Wolves have won one out of six at home. They've drawn three and lost two in the others. Um, and they just got one clean sheet in 14. So the question I've written here, Nathan, is how will Spurs reacts after Monday? Because they seem to have come out of Monday's game with an awful lot of credit, don't they? And particularly in the fact that their manager didn't publicly shit the bed after re- those refereeing decisions, unlike some managers.
1: Well, the sun shines out I thought so... <laughs> <You know, laughs> we, we all love big hands, don't we? But, you know.
0: Is it getting grinding, is it? Everyone talk about how great the Spurs manager is.
1: It's just annoying because they're right. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: worst.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It's so annoying. I mean, I suppose we've had it all right because they've been a bit of a banter club for a while, haven't they? And
0: yeah.
2: They've
1: been a bit of a mess. Uh, so, I suppose it's only right that it, that it comes back around for them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it could be tough because... I think up to now they've kind of, you know, they've had a set team and they've obviously bought into what Andrews has come in and said that he wants to do and obviously hit the ground running as as we've all seen. So it'll be interesting to see how they cope with um, absentees. You know, can they can they cope with that? Um, And some big ones. Obviously, I think I think I saw today that Madison's out for
0: yeah, January.
1: Yeah so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they get on now that they've not got a full deck to play with
0: yeah um, Jared
2: um, I th- I think the same I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, uh, Tottenham adapt to this and I normally when when I see Wolves against someone I just think it's going to end in a draw so <laughs> I think it's I think this might be a very blunt attack and just Hoping for someone to score, I think it'll be like nil-nil or one-nil to someone.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so Arsenal versus Burnley, three o'clock in the right derby. Uh, Edin Dzeki, it's Saka, Odegaard, uh, Jesus. Our doubts for Arsenal. Lyle Taylor is away for an extended mental health break. Um, for Burnley, Nathan quiz. Arsenal have beaten at home um, versus Premier League teams since 2010. Um, who was that against? And I give you an extra bonus point if you can tell me who scored.
1: United always have a great record of spoiling runs that were on <laughs> um,
0: This is against promoted teams
1: Oh promoted teams, right, okay, yeah. sorry uh, So you're
0: unbeaten at home uh, against promoted teams since 2010 so who would this have been?
1: Oh, I can't even think about that uh, 2010
0: Wolves? Uh, no, it was Newcastle do you remember the goal scorer? it was 1-0 no Andy Carroll
1: oh Christ
0: (laughs) Uh, so uh, speaking of publicly shit in the bed uh, Nathan um... (laughs) (laughs) oh my word what on earth are you thinking I
1: mean I've not got a problem with
0: it with what? what what haven't you got the problem with
1: go on so go on you you,
0: you, you go, you go it. <laughs> okay first of all about a month ago he said uh, after Liverpool lost to Spurs with nine men he said referees make mistakes um and you know they're only really human uh until it happens to him the only reason I can think he was so outraged Arteta last weekend was because maybe he was utterly convinced that Kai Havertz should have been sent off that's the only reason I can think because <laughs> I can see reasons for for the referee um, uh, disallowing sort of the goal um, and oh sorry I can see reasons why the referee allowed the goal I can see all of that um, I can't see why I kind can't of have it, it's just still on the pitch. And then the club go and compound it all. Everyone goes to bed, has a nice little sleep. They wake up the next day. Um, I can understand him saying things in the heat of the moment, 10 minutes after the game, when someone sticks a microphone in his face. I absolutely get that. But to wake up the next day and the club to release a statement and for him to double down in his pre-Champions League press conference, bloody hell. The man is a grown man, not a child.
1: I think. We all know with Arteta that he is quite passionate and probably takes it a bit too far. However, however, let's forget that it was Arsenal and Newcastle involved. Mm -hmm. It was two generic teams. And then all those decisions. Kai Havertz should have been sent off. Joel Linton should have been sent off. Therefore, shouldn't have even been anywhere near... The farcical VAR decisions that were going on
0: for the goal. What was farcical about the VAR decisions?
1: I the the fact the thing that I found farcical was.
0: It's Bruno so Gimresh that should have been sent off, for, not Joel Linton?
1: Sorry, Br- yeah. Sorry, Bruno. Yeah. Sorry,
0: um, go on, Carry. on, sorry. Your your farcical VAR decisions. Was
1: just, it, it Do you know what? I, having had let the dust settle, I understand why they have stuck with the on field decision, mm-hmm. because in their mind they can't make a decision. So the rule then reverts to on field. So, okay, <clears> we're <throat> going to have to live with that. The bit that I found fascinating was from a Newcastle perspective, more than a national one, it was like, right, we've scored, we've celebrated. Right, we're just, so it was like, right, we're checking for this. So it was like, right, can't say anything wrong with that. Cheer again. Oh, no, wait a minute. We're going to check for this. Right, okay, yeah, that's fine. Cheer for that. Oh, no, wait a minute. There's now a third one. It's like flipping it, guys. What, you know? It, it just made it look like they were trying everything to not allow the goal. It was it was weird. Mm. It was more the their process that I, that I found first, called not the decisions.
0: Okay, that I they mean came to. to be fair, I think the push was a fifty-fifty. I mean, in the fact that I can see why it wasn't given, I can see why it was given. So I think the his only sort of egregiousness, or his only sort of claim for sort of. Crap refereeing Was that bit Because The the the, the, gone
1: For me Anywhere else on the pitch It's a free kick He's got Regardless of whether Gabriel's gone to head the ball
0: Mm.
1: Let's just say Gabriel wants to back out Of that movement He's got no choice Because he's now being Pinned out Well not pinned But pushed Mm. You know It's It's a foul You know If that happens on the goalkeeper He's blowing his whistle There's no There's no difference I mean To be fair, what I've took out of it is it's another ball that Raya's got underneath and missed completely. That's what I took out of it. Never mind the foul.
0: Oh, okay, yes, because Arteta's in the press today telling Aaron Ramsdale to be patient, isn't he?
1: Ramsdale didn't do anything wrong for me. And Raya has done more things wrong than what Ramsdale has. So at what point do you swap them back and say this isn't working?
0: Yeah, and I kind of think he's made a rod for his own back a little bit with the fact that yeah. he's bought him in in the summer because I think Arteta bought Ramsdale, didn't he? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. So, yeah, he's bought Ramsdale. He sold Burnt Leno for keeping Ramsdale. So now he's got and bought somebody else in to take over from Ramsdale. So you think if you're around Ramsdale, you're really, really scratching your head thinking, what did I do wrong? I didn't you know, I I d I didn't have a terrible season. He's gone out of his way to buy me and to get rid of the established goalkeeper to make me number one. And now all of a sudden he's brought this other guy in and he won't drop him. It seems a bit a bit bizarre my- by Arteta. He seems quite bloody minded as well and he seems a bloody minded person to keep picking Raya the more he comes under pressure to drop him maybe.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. It's starting to feel that way a little bit because, again, like I said, Ray has not done anything to convince me that he's not got that nervousness about him. He's a good goalkeeper. Mm. Don't get me wrong; he's a fantastic goalkeeper. But when he makes that one mistake, you kind of feel that's him set for the rest of the game. Like if he makes a mistake in the second minute, you're nervous then for the for the for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so. Burnley, lo- <clears throat> me, Burnley, lost nine out eleven Premier League games. So, I mean, this is as close as a guinea as you're going to get, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it feels to me it feels a bit similar to the Sheffield United game, uh, and I think I think I was on the pod for that for, for the Friday night for that one, and I said if we're not if we're not winning this comfortably, I'm I'm a bit annoyed. The only safety net that I will give us is that we have. I genuinely don't know who's going to play up front. Okay. You have no strikers fit. Uh,
2: Um,
1: So I I, I don't know who's going to play up front. I think in the Champions League against Sevilla, I think at one point all three of Martinelli, Trossard and Saka had a little 10-minute flurry up front. hmm. I don't know if you, I don't know. Would you put Kai Havertz up there, given that he missed that? I wouldn't. Yeah, five minutes, probably not.
0: I don't understand this fixation of playing Kai Havertz as a striker or number 90. Watching him in the Bundesliga, I I always had him as number ten behind the striker, a sort of string puller. I don't understand why Chelsea played him the way they did.
1: I think it's his physicality. It's something yeah. that I had no idea about Havertz before he arrived at Arsenal was just how much of a physical player he is. I, I had no idea. Didn't know he was six foot two.
0: Okay.
1: He 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 brings that sort of almost old-fashioned Niall Quinn-esque type center forward stick the big lad up front
0: <laughs> yeah uh okay so crystal palace versus everton three o'clock at the andy johnson derby um palace's last 20 uh versus non-london teams uh they won nine drawn 10 and lost one so uh bad news if you come from outside london you're playing palace everton have got 10 points on the last 18 available they've had a bit of a turnaround since the start of the season although uh jared their shot conversion rate is 6.9 percent. that's the lowest in the league uh what do you do if you're doormat fc and you've got a shot conversion rate of 6.9 percent
2: um you worry <laughs> fair enough <laughs> you, you've got you got a long january is what that says <laughs> okay uh, and what do you reckon to this game I th- it's, it's probably two clubs which i don't really know 100 percent how they're going to play mm. um I think I think both of them are just sort of. It really, you really don't know what, who's going to turn up on the day, and who, I, I think Chris, just based on how they've been over most of the games, I think Crystal Palace, I think would probably take this one, just especially because they're at home as well. I think they've got a better chance.
0: Okay, Nathan.
2: A
1: hundred percent agree. I, I I only give it to Palace on the basis that they're at home
0: okay um manchester versus luton three o'clock the less city derby um so what i normally do as you can imagine because i read lots and lots of stats out i go to the bbc website and i take uh various different interesting stats that i think uh might be interesting for you guys to talk about um all i've written here i haven't written any stats down i've written united won't lose this one will they question mark question mark nathan i'll be honest
1: with you i put it as a draw in my super six
0: have
1: you? Yeah, I've gone I've gone one all draw. Just just because United are so bad at the moment and um Luton actually put in a bit of a performance against Liverpool. Okay. Um I think I think it was uh I think it was on the, the other pod from last week, the Monday pod. Um I think they were saying they were discussing the newly promoted teams and saying that you know luton seems to be the only ones putting up a bit of a fight you know they seem to have only lost by the odd goal here and there and it's just not quite a click for him mm. so and, honestly it, it 99 times out of 100 you pick united all day long don't you but just because of how toxic it is it is at the moment at manchester united and just given the fact that luton put in a really good performance against liverpool i just think i just think there's a there's definitely there's definitely room for a draw. Okay, Jared. Uh, I hope
2: they lose 12-0.
0: Who, <laughs> <laughs> Luton?
2: <laughs> yeah. Why? I'm still not over there. I know I said. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. But, <laughs> oh yeah. You're I a,
0: still hate a club. Coventry fan, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just hope that you know they get the record lowest points ever. <laughs> um, lose this one, maybe by the record loss. <laughs> I don't, I don't wish too many bad things on them but just they, they've got the money they can be happy
0: <laughs> so <laughs> speaks a man who isn't happy <laughs> um, Bournemouth versus Newcastle half past five in the Sylvan distant derby uh, Bruno Gimrish ironically Nathan is suspended uh, Callum Wilson is have um, got a doubt with his hamstring uh, Bournemouth have lost 19 games in 2023 uh, that's an awful lot and they've only won one out of five in the league um, I think that was against Burnley at home uh, Newcastle have won five, drawn two of their last seven in the league. Uh, Nathan, talked to me about Newcastle United. Do you want them to lose by a record score as well?
1: Well, I don't want to give them the satisfaction, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but no, to be, to be fair, on this game, I think that Newcastle will win and it could be the Bournemouth manager's last game with the international break coming up. Oh, yeah. It will be a good time to get rid.
0: That's a good call. Jared, get your CV in quick. <laughs> no, um, I, I have a weird
2: feeling that it could be a draw. Just because, like it's Eddie Howe going back to his old club. Oh yeah. If you're a Bournemouth player, you're probably thinking, I, I would. This is one way you could sort of make a bit of a headline. And if it is your manager's last game, then, you know, g- g- even get. Getting a draw in this is probably a really good incentive to just get him to the international break. At least get a point, have mm. a good match, and then do it against your old against the old managers. So I, th- I think it could be a draw.
0: Okay, um, you were at Dorma FC for a little time while they were going through a uh, a really bad run, weren't they last season? Yeah. Um, what happens in the changing room? when a really bad run happens how does a manager continually try and g at the players when they're consistently losing and do you is losing the dressing room a thing for a manager
2: yeah i mean i have to be quite careful here but yeah i definitely think well it did
0: not say anything more than you no no
2: but you can definitely you definitely feel that you know potentially that it might be the end for this manager. Hmm. I think that there's a sense around the club. I suppose we went on a really bad run where it was sort of getting to the point where we'd go to a game and think that we we have to at least get something here. Like you can't go this long without one. Um, and you, you you can definitely feel it around the club. So you can put around Bournemouth at the moment. I'm sure they can. They feel there a lot, a lot of pressure on the manager and potentially the players might be thinking. I don't think he's the right manager for us and I think that's more the feeling you get than losing the dressing room it's maybe the players are starting to question
0: whether they whether they think there's a future for that manager can you see something like physical like the the on the day of the game when the players turn up you know are their shoulders sagging a little bit is there a sort of resigned look in their faces where you you know you know they're going to do everything they can to try and win but when you're on such a terrible run do they sort of look beaten before they start? If you see what I mean? Yeah, I think
2: even just on a normal day, even at training, you, you sort of get the feeling like, okay, you know, th- there's a big difference between a win and a loss, and especially when you're on a long run of losing, mm. the players are starting to they they want to put in a lot, and I think there's a big there was a big emphasis on the staff also putting in the energy and going, look, come on. We've got to put in the energy as well. Because if the staff start not not wanting it as much or not having as much energy because of the results, then it, it really impacts the players.
0: Yeah. OK. Um, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Uh, Aston Villa versus Fulham. the zap night derby. Villa have won their last 12 at home in the league. And they've uh, scored three or more in every home game so far this season. Nathan, think that's pretty good, isn't it? One field fantasy team. Oh, do you do the fantasy teams?
1: Uh, I do a lot of fancy teams, yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. It's three or more, um, and they're at home.
1: Yeah, well, let's just say Ollie Watkins is in both
2: my teams this weekend, so...
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of where my head's at for this one.
0: All right, uh, Jared.
2: Yeah, I can only really see Aston Villa winning this one
0: yeah okay uh, Fulham's last 85 games versus teams in the top 6 they've won 5 drawn 22 lost 58 so you both might be alright with that one uh, Brighton versus Sheffield United 2 o'clock in the James Wilson derby uh, it was for sort of a pre-season friendly for Port Vale um, lots of injuries so I've literally written everyone out for both teams uh, Brighton winless in 5 um, they've scored 27 consecutive games uh, but they've conceded in 15 consecutive games as well so um, they're doing well in Europe but they need to grab a win from somewhere, and I guess if you're at home to Sheffield United, Jarrett, this is the ideal opportunity to do it.
2: Yeah, I think taking that momentum in from international. I mean, it might is quite close to this mate, this match, so they might have to swap a few players around, especially with injury mm. that could play a part. But both teams are, like you said, highly, highly have a lot of injured players. So I think I think this would be a good one for Brighton to have a good match and get the league going again. All right, Nathan. Yeah,
1: yeah, agree with that. I think if if you're on a a bit of a poor run in your team like Brighton, you would be targeting this game So get back to winning Lewis.
0: Okay, but Sheffield United won last week, didn't they, against uh, Wolves? They got that um, last minute penalty winner. Do you reckon that's going to carry them over into this week, or not? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Just no.
0: Okay, that's my fault for asking a closed question. Um, <laughs> Liverpool versus Brentford, 2 o'clock in the surgery. Can star be Gary McAllister? Alexis, Gary McAllister is definitely out. Alexis McAllister, Ryan Gravenberch and Virgil van Dijk um, are all doubts. Uh, Liverpool at home this season, they played 5-1-5, five, five, scored 14, letting 2. Although, Nathan, it's not too late for your fantasy team because um, Brentford have won their last three and... Brian and last fourteen goals. He's got uh, games. He's got nine goals and four assists. Is he in your team? Uh,
1: I've transferred him out. Have you this week?
0: Well, because they're the other way at Anfield. Um,
1: no, just just because I've, I've gone for players where I think I could have won a bit of a run.
0: Okay, I mean, this sounds like quite a run.
1: He, yeah, but he's on the run already. So, uh, oh, OK,
0: so the run's got to come to an end, and it's your job to predict the next run.
1: That's what fantasy is all about, mate. You've got to look for the next guys, not the guys who are doing it. You've got to look for the guys who are going to do it How does he do that? Just
2: massive gas floats to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> that's, that's why he's got multiple accounts. So if one goes, he just goes to the next one. <laughs> exactly
0: that. Here's me wondering, you've got some sort of great scientific analytical process to it. <laughs> No. no,
2: to be fair, you, see, you, see,
1: you look at, you. You kind of look at the, the run of games, so the next sort of three or four, and you think, right, the team that they are in should, sh- I, I would pick to win those next three or four well, you, games.
0: You look ahead to the following weeks. So you don't just sort of think they're playing them this week.
1: It it, it starts with who they're playing this week. So, for example, whoever Luton, Sheffield, United, and Burnley are playing normally makes up my fantasy team for the week if I can do that many transfers. Ah, but... okay. If, if you then see... Because sometimes you just can't help but stumble upon that data, can you? There's that much data out there, especially in fantasy football.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it's kind of shoved in your face. So sometimes you just stumble across it and go, actually, that's not a bad run of games. Let's stick him in for a
0: couple of weeks. Oh. There you go, Jared. It's all guesswork and um, sticking in for a couple of weeks for you, analysts. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, this might be why you did struggle a bit of fantasy football when... I've been in the same league as
0: you. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> that, take it game by game. Yeah, that and <laughs> forgetfulness. Um, uh, West Ham versus Forest, 2 o'clock the Stuart Pierce derby. West Ham, uh, they've lost 5 out of 7, including their last 3, which is a bit of a surprise, but I wrote it down today. Um And post-Europa League games, they've drawn 1 and lost 2. Forest, uh, their last 17 away games since... Uh, sorry, they've lost 17 away games since promotion uh last year but they are eight points better off this season than this time last season and looking at the league look at how badly the teams are doing in the bottom three forest are on 13 points so the race to be the uh, the fourth slow zebra in the chase by the lions i mean they're, they're doing all right aren't they yeah
1: yeah
0: if you get that really... analogy
1: yeah. yeah yeah um the the kind of turn into one of them teams for me where you're just not quite sure which forest is going to turn up mm-hmm. this season like i think was it was it last weekend they beat villa uh, and i was just a bit like i, I didn't even see that coming yes that's all. right yeah um so yeah i think i think this season forest are turning into that team where it's like if you were putting them on an accumulator you you'd kind of avoid them massively because you just don't know which which forest you're going to get
0: okay uh jared is life like some box of chocolates you don't know what forest you're going to get that's forest yes because of the film as well oh, well done nathan. Well, if you did it right. on purpose nathan well done <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I
2: think um especially i mean nathan probably even more that he's got football man they have fancy football but they're just they're such a difficult team to judge because they look amazing in some matches and still can still lose. And some games they can not really perform but then still be in the match. You just you you literally have no clue with with Nottingham Forest.
0: No. Okay. Well let's talk about Chelsea versus Manchester City then. Half past four in the Terry Phelan Derby. Um Chelsea won three out of five. However, they've only got one winner home all season. That was a three nil against um Luton back in August. Uh and they've got they haven't scored in three out of their last four games at home. Well the city have lost three out of six um, in their away games in all competitions so can we see anyone here see a Chelsea win or am I clutching at straws for the sake of uh, entertainment and listeners no I don't
2: I, I imagine it could be a bit nervy at the start maybe if uh, Man City don't score early and you know the fans get behind Chelsea and they get a couple of chances mm. but I just think the quality in the Man City team haven't you know they—they're just so used to playing these sort of matches now. Yeah. Okay,
0: uh, Nathan.
1: Um, I think it would be a great weekend to have Cole Palmer as a goal scorer.
0: Oh uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> have you got Cole Palmer as a goal scorer?
1: I may have Cole Palmer in one of my fantasies. <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just—it's just one. I—I I hate stuff like this. Like you know, like. Like Arsenal versus Burnley, there'll be one start where it's like, oh, but, you know, Burnley haven't won for 73 years in London and you're thinking, I don't want to win that because you know that this is going to be the game that's going to be broken. (laughs) (laughs) It just has that, Cole Cole Palmer playing against Man City just has that feel to it. Like like Jared said, if this turns into a nervy game or if this turns into one of City's poor away matches that they've had this season. Yeah. Why not call Palmer from 30 yards in the 89th minute? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but logically thinking, I think I think Chelsea's good form this season has come against bad teams and a nine-man Tottenham team playing the defensive line on the halfway line, which I thought was brilliant. Um,
0: I should say that was probably the least convincing 4-1 win, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a striker accidentally take the ball around a goalkeeper on the way to scoring like Nicholas Jackson did.
1: <laughs> I mean, Nicholas Jackson scoring a hat trick. You, you saw that coming? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. To be fair. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think say, it'll be fine. But if it does get nervy, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the for the uh, the fairy tale story.
0: Okie dokie. Right, brilliant, guys. Right, anything so about Premier League roundup? Any other business from anybody? No. All
1: right.
0: Yeah,
1: just to start now that Harry Kane doesn't play for Tottenham how good is Harry Kane at Bayern Munich? (laughs) 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 I can say that now and not feel as horrendous about it. (laughs) You've
0: been wanting to say this for the last 10 years. Have you you ever said it when he's playing for England?
1: No, I must admit I've always had this kind of horrifying thought that I'm going to have to watch Harry Kane lift an international trophy and be happy about it. I I I, I still don't really want it to happen. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I will, I will now give him a bit of credit and say he's, he's a okay footballer.
0: Were you secretly happy you scored that penalty against the French last year in the quarter final?
1: Uh, no. That was a long
0: <laughs> pause. It yeah. was, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean,
1: obviously, you want to see your country win the World Cup, and I still don't think I would get over the fact that it would be Kane lifting the trophy. It, <laughs> it would just take the gloss off massively. <laughs>
0: I'm a huge fan of your small minded pettiness. <laughs> <laughs> right guys, thank you ever so much. Um, do you want to give out your Twitter handles first of all, Nathan? Uh
1: yeah, I am at FMCM underscore F C.
2: Excellent, Jared. If I'm honest, I don't actually know what mine is, I don't really use it. Fair enough. <laughs> just
0: Just Google you or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll just just uh just check out Chris.
0: Yeah, well, you you could do that, um, or... Oh, I can't remember the... um, What was that game we used to play on Saturday nights? Over lockdown. Oh, um... Kahoot. Kahoot! You could go on Kahoot and search for a history of North Carolina and find yourself a great quiz on (laughs) Jarragh's So it's right. going to
2: be most viewed
0: Kahoot of all the time now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, thank you ever so much. And always remember to keep your man at the post.